Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. Reviewing some things from our new book, InvisibleWarOfTheSaints.com. This is really helpful. Come on, you know the Bible says it. Do you believe it's true? Scripture promises that those who believe in Jesus Christ are going to overcome the world. Yet most of us will admit we're failing to overcome in at least one area. Why is that? Talking about your mind and thinking. The reason is that the devil focuses his attack on our weaker points. Yeah, that's what he does to you. Since our minds are Satan's battlefields, his tactics will be directed toward our thinking. He sends arrows and doubts, fear, temptation to penetrate your thought process, and he shoots flaming missiles, false ideas about God, erroneous doctrines, and unbiblical philosophies to lead us away from truth and to thwart God's purpose for us. If we allow those areas to infiltrate our thinking every day, we're going to continue to give Satan a strong foothold inside our minds, which he can harass and defeat us. Read Ephesians 4.27. How do I defend myself against this? With the help of God, identify your weak areas and begin to strengthen them through the Word of God in prayer. Remember, the fiery missiles of Satan can be thoroughly extinguished by a heavy dose of God's truth. With Christ, oh yeah, we will overcome. And the big question we always ask in meetings around America, what are you thinking? Get it today. InvisibleMoreInTheSaints.com It will be so helpful to you and those you love. What in the world is going on? Wow, what a surprise. Trump trumped him. Donald Trump notched a commanding win in Iowa yesterday in the GOP caucuses, more than doubling the 24% support that he received back in 2016. Caucus goers, they braved sub-zero temperatures, all that snow. There was a low turnout to deliver a resounding victory for the president of the United States, the real president whose 30-point win was the largest for a contested presidential caucus in Iowa history. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis edged out former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley for second place. The result was a much-needed boost for DeSantis. They said, I don't know why. This thing has been over with before it ever started. DeSantis visited every county in Iowa and invested significant time and resources in the Hawkeye State. Trump won every county in Iowa. Businessman Vivek Ramaswamy finished far behind with single-digit support dropping out, and, well, he endorsed Donald Trump. And he's going to appear with him today, I think, in South Carolina. Underscoring the extent of his dominance, Donald Trump won almost every demographic group possible by double-digit margins. He was particularly strong among some of the largest groups of Iowa Republican caucus goers, those without a college degree, those very conservative, those rural. Yeah. Trump won 55% of the white evangelical vote, a crucial block of Iowa voters, more than double DeSantis's 24 and Haley's 13%. I thought it was interesting as one of the commentators on NBC last night said that of DeSantis, Although he claims faith in Jesus Christ, he just doesn't speak about it. He's kind of like a Midwest Methodist, whatever that means. Donald Trump, 
he talks about all the time. Okay, here's the, the big question, but I think I know the answer. So were you, were you shocked? Were you stunned uh, by President Trump's victory yesterday? You know, that victory of Donald Trump comes in spite of all of the left-leaning loonies' efforts and foreshadowing of a resounding defeat. Oh, they wanted him beat. Sure, they did. And how many different indictments are there against him now from here, there, and everywhere? Despite every lawsuit, despite every effort to take down Donald Trump, the people of Iowa stood up and said, hey, no, Donald Trump is our candidate in the upcoming election. He's our nominee. Everybody else, get over it. He is the one. He's going to win the nomination, hands down. The left-leaning loonies don't want to say that because they need to somehow hype, hey, please watch us of what's going on next as we go to New Hampshire and South Carolina. There is no path to victory for DeSantis or Nikki Haley. You got to be leading irrelevant. I mean, come on now. A little applause here. You're the leading Mr. or Ms. Irrelevant of second place. You're the irrelevant second placer. Nobody going to be number two because Trump is going to dominate totally from now on. If you look at the United States at large, President Trump, the leader, this is really it, of the anti-establishment national political movement rather than just a presidential candidate. He's everything that conservatives want, that most Christians want. Again, not necessarily sharing his values, definitely his concerns. But you know, Iowa, considered reliably red, used to be quite the swing state. Obama was the last Democrat to win in that state, and the last Democratic senator, Tom Harkin, left office in 2015. Trump's the reason that thing changed. He defeated Hillary Clinton. He defeated Joe Biden in recent general elections in the Hawkeye state. And I'll just shut up because you know all this anyway. Donald Trump, his large margin of victory, proves his enduring appeal with Republican voters coast to coast. So let's go from beautiful politics to beautiful people she flies jet planes. She's Miss America. Really? Madison Marsh, U.S. Air Force active duty officer, crowned the 2024 Miss America. Happened on Sunday. Most of us don't watch any of that stuff anymore. Anyway, she won the prestigious pageant. In an interview, Marsh said, You can achieve anything. The sky is not the limit, and the only person that's stopping you is you. Well, that is a great positive message, and one I would agree with since I was about 12 years old. Yep. As a man thinketh, as a woman thinketh in his or her heart, so are you. Miss America, Lieutenant in the United States Air Force. And now a little bit of living in today's world from our book, InvisibleWarOnTheSaints.com. That battle, it's real, getting stronger every day. As time draws to a close, as we know it. You know, it's true. There's a war going on out there. You got your weapon. You got your ammunition. 
You know, the arsenal that God has provided you makes it possible for you to withstand the assaults of Satan and his demons, to destroy any strongholds that he's established in your mind that we talked about earlier. One of the most powerful weapons, of course, is prayer. And it doesn't have to be something fancy, something eloquent. It can be very simple. It can be honest, like, um, God, here's a weakness in my life that has really a stranglehold over me. Admit it, we've allowed the devil to toy with our mind, and he has me in bondage today. And God, i got to tell you, I'm helpless to change it. I'm crying out to you in heartfelt repentance right now. I regret the pain and the hurt that I've caused others, and I lament the many hours I've wasted in this thing. I surrender myself totally to you. Please release me from this stronghold, Lord, by the power of your Spirit. I want you to set me free. Do you think God's going to refuse that kind of prayer? He will provide deliverance to you. It's through our sincere prayers that we're able to draw God's power. Then we can successfully resist the lies of the devil and say no to temptation as we walk down this path. You know, for some of us, deliverance is immediate. For others, it's gradual. Either way, you can attain freedom today. If we hold to the truth of the Word of God, Jesus promised you will be free. Want to know more? It's available. Thank you. Southwest Radio Church, invisibleforthesaints.com. So many of you have purchased a copy for yourself and for someone else at Greg Pat Ministries. We say thank you. Today's good news dog story. It happened yesterday. Thanks to life-saving actions of first responders at a home in Louisiana, a family's pup doing fine today when the city of St. Tomate firefighters arrived yesterday at the Slidell home. Smoke flames coming out of the attic. No one inside, but a tiny dachshund was discovered in the bathtub, barely breathing, according to firefighters. The first responders used special canine oxygen masks to help the family dog recover. Several firefighters held Beaker in a blanket, petting the pup, talking to him, offering water, power aid, 30 minutes after the oxygen mask, and he's a survivor. That's great. I love dogs. And positive dogs, that is a good one. Hey, is it cold where you are? It was a Sunday morning, minus 6 here in Fort Wayne, 30 below. Uh, wind chill factor I'm talking about, I think it's about the same today. What in the world? Got all kinds of pictures on Facebook from you folks down in Tennessee and Virginia. You know what snow is now, right? <laughs> I got my wife bundled up, got the heater on her. She's still <laughs> still cold today. It is frigid. Hey, we're coming to Tennessee. I had a great talk yesterday with two supermen, really. Grady Holder, First Free Will Baptist Church, Elizabethan, Tennessee. We're going to be with Pastor Nathan Jennings, Grady, and the team on Sunday morning. That'll be February the 25th, I believe. Still got openings here and there. I'm not sure where we are exactly. Then I heard from Pastor Tim Tapp. So we're going to leave First Free Will Baptist Church, walk down the street, and go to Lynn Valley Baptist Church on Sunday night, the 25th, they're located on Broad Street in Elizabethan. Going to have an evening service there about 6 o'clock. Really looking forward to being with this brother and his church family. That's Lynn Valley Baptist Church, February the 25th. 
We are so honored, by the way, and I mean this sincerely, to be with folks in their churches as we travel around the country. God gives us a little sidebar opportunity to get in and, and preach. Thank all of you. Thank you, First Freewell Baptist. Thank you, Lynn Valley Baptist. I think I love you. And finally, who said that? And I think about this as there was a gal who froze to death behind a Kroger near us last week. Even though the world is in chaos right now and it is confused, I thank God that I have a home and food and running water, warmth and a lot of love. Thank you, God, for blessing me. Well, that's good. And pray about this one. Lonely, it's not being alone. It's feeling that no one really cares. And then that snowplow just went by. So a big thank you. I mean this to all of you who work around the clock to keep roads clear and allow us to get around. Thank you. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Well, we appreciate so much those Christian radio stations in America. They sacrifice a great deal in order to get the gospel message to you, how to be saved, and and equally important after that, sharing with you how to live the Christian life with great speakers, men and women from across the world that can come right into your automobile, home, breakfast nook, and share the good news of Jesus Christ and how to live this life. I know we here at Greg Patton Ministries through the Cross Church in Fort Wayne so excited to be a part of daily broadcasting right here on this Christian station. Hey, give them a big thank you for all the programming. And if you can, help out financially. Every ministry needs financial. How do you go on without money? Something to pray about and something to consider. God has blessed you. You need to bless others. Christian radio, ah, it's a must. When you get older, you think about it. Dying. What are they going to say? What are people going to say about Greg Patton after he's, I die today? I wonder what they'll say at my funeral later on this week. Something for everyone listening to consider. Could we sum your life up in a word? A pregnant sentence? Something that folks will remember you for. Positive things. Influences you've had in their life. And we used Esther chapter 4, starting with verse 1 as our our point of contact. King Xerxes had a queen who disrespected him in front of all the leaders, and he felt that if he did nothing about it, more women would do the same thing. And he was advised to cast her out of the kingdom, take her crown. Look for a new queen, was the word, and all the eligible virgins were invited to come to the king for a beauty pageant. The main characters are King Xerxes, his dethroned queen Vashida, Mordecai, his cousin Hadassah, also known as Esther, and the king's henchman Haman. Esther was coached into participating by her cousin Mordecai. He also told her not to let the king know that she was Jewish, and she found favor with the king and was appointed queen after some drama. Mordecai, standing outside the gate one day, heard that there was going to be an assassination of the king and warned the king through Esther. The king wanted to honor Mordecai, and he asked Haman how he would honor a hero. Haman thought, well, he's talking about me, of course, and I think he should have a parade and, and be a hero throughout the city, put on a beautiful horse, and have everyone bow down. 
So the king brings Mordecai in and tells Haman, these are the things to do for Mordecai. Wow, was he mad. Can you imagine the rage of Haman as he was having to do for someone else what he thought was going to be for him? Haman not only wanted to kill Mordecai, he wanted to kill all the Jews, and he deceives the king into making some crazy decrees that would accomplish the task. Mordecai finds out the plot and goes to prayer, and this is where we pick it up in this legacy series today. Mordecai could have said, hey, I'm doing nothing. I don't want to get involved. If he would not have gotten involved, he would have never found out that the whole Jewish race was threatened by Haman. Mordecai was willing to share his blessings and his resources for a cause that was important to him. There you go. Mordecai was a mentor, and he allowed others to mentor him. How about you today? Mordecai not only reflected on what was important, he responded to what was important. Get it? Reflected? Responded. There are many people who believe in a cause are just not willing to get involved or take the risk to invest in that cause. They love this thing from a distance. Oftentimes that happens with our revivals. People get all excited. My biggest disappointment came over in Puerto Rico after we had a great revival. I had a lot of people from the military base there, Vajardo, get saved. But the assistant pastor they said, there's only one thing, Brother Patton, about these revivals. And I said, what's that, sir? He said they only last about 30 days. Love from a distance, huh? Mordecai pursued his passion and became infectious to others so that the plan with God's help would come to pass. How about you and me? God will not ask you to do something that he is not prepared to equip you to do. What he calls you to do, he's going to be involved there. There are times to stand in the gap. There's times for God to use us. Allow him to do that, my friend. If you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, you're going to be reaching out to others in some way. Being a follower of Christ means when Jesus looks back at you, you're going to be right there. You would be a follower of Christ. You would be a learner of Christ. Everywhere you go and everything you do becomes an opportunity to share what Christ has done. There's two challenges. Number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, soul, and body, and love your neighbor as yourself. And number two, be holy because I, the Lord your God, is holy. He has to be your God, not just your buddy, your religion, not just one you called on in a time of need. He has to be your God. I uh, recall a gentleman who came to my church, and my goodness, I didn't quite understand where he was coming from as a visitor. He kept talking about how great his dad is and that dad can do anything. And with dad, nothing's in. found out he was talking about our Heavenly Father. I think that's a rather cavalier spirit. Never mention God, always dad. Well, God, the Father, says to each of us, you shall do these things. You know what the problem is? The American church is so concerned with being entertained on Sunday morning that we struggle with the mandate of going and the mandate to follow. Mordecai could not stay silent because to stay silent would be disobedience to God. And on this side of the cross, to be silent would be in conflict with Jesus' words to us. Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Luke 9, 23, take up your cross and follow Jesus. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. How often? 
daily and follow me. Mark 1, 7, and Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew 10, 38, and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. And when Jesus heard this, he said to him, Luke 18, 22, one thing you still lack. See all that you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Here it is, my friend. You want to leave a legacy that the Lord would approve of. That would be to follow Jesus as the model for your life and get involved in people's lives that share the good news of the gospel. And you might consider this to put on your tombstone. Simple. Follower of Jesus. Be a follower of Christ. Be worthy of being a follower of Christ. A legacy such as the most of us see Esther as a book about doing the right thing. A story of God taking care of his people, even though Esther is a book where God is not mentioned even one time. It's a reflection of God without mentioning God. The events in Esther take place 500 years before Jesus Christ and the Jews were returning home after 70 years of captivity, and God was going to use Mordecai and Esther to do some amazing things. These two were in that position for such a time as this, and so will you be. Esther and Mordecai were in that position. They were there to accomplish what was needed for the kingdom of God, and God had selected them to be his vessels in accomplishing that if, this is a key, they made themselves available. Fast forward to this new year. Are you willing to be used of God right where you are? We are not silent. Out of the ashes comes redemption and the beauty of God. Chuck Swindoll, in his book, Esther, wrote, God's presence is not as intriguing as his absence. His voice is not as eloquent as his silence. Who of us have not longed for a word from God, searched for a glimpse of his power, or yearned for the reassurance of his presence, only to feel that he seems distant, absent from the moment, preoccupied, yet later we realize how very present he was all along. Ever hear the term, big doors swing on small hinges? God can do great things with common people like you and me when they're doing these things and the power and the anointing of God and that legacy is coming. Keep your talents, your gifts dusted off and ready to be used, but more importantly, make sure you're available for what the Lord wants to do through his power. There's a time to speak up and there's a time to shut up. I'm learning from the Lord to do each. Has God placed you where you are for such a time as this? Maybe you ought to be praying about that. How can I be a Christian influence? How can I have God glorified in my life? What does God want me to say or do? God created you for a purpose. You are not an afterthought. God has something for each one of us to do individually and corporately. And you may be one step of faith away from a blessing that takes you to a new level in your Christian walk and be a part of someone's life that takes them to the next level. Maybe you are where you are because God has a job for you to do right now and a project you need to finish. He is placing that responsibility in your court now. Will you accept the task and allow God to work through you? That, my friend, is leaving a legacy that the Lord would put his stamp of approval on. So let me ask again, what if you died today? What would they say? I think we should do this every day. To renew your mind, Romans 12, 1 and 2. So that having the mind of Christ is played out in your life every day in your walk on this old earth. Amen.
And finally, every pastor will appreciate this when the boy's watching Dad, the pastor, write his sermon. Boy says, Dad, how do you know what to say? Why, God tells me, says the pastor. Oh, okay. Then why do you keep crossing things out? <laughs> That's a good one, boy. Now, get out of my office. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kids say the darndest things, right? Sure they do. You've been listening to All Over the World. I'm Greg Patton. Every day at this time, Monday through Friday... The station might be airing the program twice today, and we're very grateful for that. Join me on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Thank you. Had my say for another day. That's the way it is. Tuesday, January the 16th, 2024. I am Greg Patton. God bless. You have a great day.